They tried to make me go to rehab, I said no, no, no. Yes, I've been black, but when I come back, no, no, no. I ain't got the time. Welcome to From the Factory Floor of the Football Factory Podcast. I'm Stephen Carter. And tonight, it's a tale of two Lesters. Diego Costa is so self-aware. And Theo Walcott, an advertisement for an antidepressant. So sit back, relax, and he's finally out of rehab, folks. It's time from the factory floor. Joining us tonight, it's like the band is back together. My football brain from the New York Gooners, Barry Sherrington. Hello, Barry. Hello, everyone. Uh, from the New York Foxes, Jason Becker. Hello, Jason. Hey, I'm here to take my medicine after the last few weeks. And, uh, well, not after today, uh, a little change. Well, but anyway, from the New York Blues, Fernando de Leon. Hello, Fernando. Hello. Uh, let's start, Jason, let's start with you since we have been, uh, we have been deprived of your company for oh so very many weeks. Um, I I heard ratings have never been higher. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we're in the, we're in the. Yes, in the pole of poles. We're in the 120s (laughs) now instead of the 130s. Um. So basically, you suck in the league, and you are going for it. I mean, it is like two different teams in the Champions League. And, One more win. You know? It, it really is. Uh, so now we have more, one more point in the Champions League in three games than we do in the league. But, you know, it was always going to be a slow start in the league. I don't know if this is Ranieri making an excuse, but, you know, he did say – um, after the Chelsea match, said, "Hey, he rested, Mares. He rested Slamani. Uh, we're we're going to be in the league all year, but you know, Champions League could only be another month or two. So you know, why not go for it there? Uh, so I, uh, I don't have no problem with that, just as long as we don't get into a relegation scrap. Well, I mean, it's still early enough. I, you, 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 yeah. you don't have great, you know, points tally. You have as many points as games played." But um, my question is, you know, we've all been talking about this, this canty-sized hole in the side, and, and that, that is definitely an issue. But you're really being let down is, is the defending. Um, it's just kind of like, meh. Like, what's going on? Yeah, so um, I think there are a few issues here. Uh, first of all, I don't know that, uh, that Huth and Morgan are going to be able to play this many games uh, throughout the season. Uh, I, I think we do need some more cover there that we don't have. Um, so Vasilevsky is the solution then. Uh, you know, I would never <laughs> say that to his face. Never say it to his face. But I, I yeah, there's a, there's a, there's an issue there. And, and I, um, but I, I also think that, uh, Conte helped cover that so that all the work wasn't necessarily on the two center backs because uh, he was able to stop so many attacks or win the ball back and turn it upfield to a quick attack. So that certainly, um, that, we, that we're missing that and, and haven't found the combination yet uh, in the center of the field. And uh, last year they did such a good job of staying compact and really shrinking the field and being able to just quickly then go over the top and counter. And teams are just a lot savvier I don't think we're playing that same style. Uh, Ranieri's trying a few new things, trying to get gut players to gel. And so there's always going to be a slow start. But, um, you know, I, I did think that they would do a little bit better, certainly against Hull the first game of the season. Uh, I didn't think that it would be uh, it would be embarrassed against Chelsea uh, or give up, you know, four goals in two other games. So there, there's, there's a lot of concern there. And... Um, and I think they're going to have to bring in some new cover uh, in, in January. Um, the Chelsea match really was embarrassing. I mean, that one, in the sense that kind of, in a way, you guys can't have any illusions now about where you stand, that, that really last season is well and truly over. And is it teams have figured you out? Is it the Canty situation? Is it... Um, I mean, how did it all go so bad so fast? Well, well, let's just let's just not say it's gone so bad. Yeah, I'm so sorry. Fast. That's that's yeah, that's overly dramatic. Uh, but certainly, it, it's not gone like it has last year. Now, 
they gave up just about the same amount of goals in the league at this point of the season, I think, last year. Uh, Renieri, you were saying there was a one-goal difference. It, who am I to uh, to fact-check him? But there's, I think there's a lot going on. Losing Conte, uh, new players coming in, trying to you know find their position. I think Renieri's changed things up a little bit. Um, so they're not playing that same uh, breakneck, uh, that same breakneck pace that they were. Um, and I think he even admitted he told Vardy to sort of relax a little bit. He didn't want him playing the same way he did last season. But I think that's going to change, and Vardy will be back to his old self, judging by the way he played today. Uh, so players getting used to each other, and it was just a crazy, awesome preseason. And I mean, they they went to. Uh, Scotland, then to LA, then to Stockholm, then played the uh, the Charity Shield, Community Shield. So, uh, you know, there's just a lot going on. Vardy didn't have a full preseason. Uh, Mendy, who was brought in, uh, you know, to to really do the job in the middle of the field, has been out hurt. So we haven't really got to see him. So we're relying on Drinkwater and a 21 year old Daniel Amarty. Um, who just made the jump up from the Danish league to the Premier League. So, uh, it, you know, I'm not shocked that uh, we're not sitting at the top of the table right now. Yeah. Um, but on the flip side of that is how do you explain the performances in the, in the Champions League? Now, you're not, in the, you're not exactly in a group of death, but certainly Porto and even Bruges, not awful, well, not awful sides. And... Three clean sheets, you know, in the Champions League. That is nothing to sniff at. I don't care who your competition is. Yeah, no, no. I I feel like they're playing. They play a little bit more like their uh, their old selves in the Champions uh, in the Champions League. I mean, even today at home, they gave up a lot of the possession to to Copenhagen, and were able to beat them on the break. Send Mares down on the right wing, have him hold the ball. So. Uh, they look like their old selves in the Champions League. I now I do, I don't think that the cop. You know, we have the we're not exactly in the group of death, as you said, which helps. Uh, but I think the the guys all. Um, this is this is it for for a lot of them. Do you this think they're their, getting switched on then? By, I think what Ranieri said about the music energizing them. I I I, I agree. I think that it, it this is something that a lot of these guys. You know, may never get a chance to play in again, and so they're uh, uh, they're going all out, and, and they really want to at least make sure they get out of this group without any questions. And now, he- looks like they are now heading out from here. Things actually are starting to look much better for you, um, uh, or at least thank God this is the time when you're gonna you're gonna need to start building up some points. You know, the only really tough matches coming up for you, other than your Champions League matches, Spurs in two weeks. Um, yeah. I'm looking at your fixtures. That's pretty much it until you play City in December. Yeah, I mean, you said it early or before the season. Like, let's see how they come out of this gauntlet of games. And, well, they're alive, I guess, yeah. which is good. So, uh, yeah, we'll see, We'll see. you know, if, if they can put together some uh, put together some points, put some points on the board and, uh, you know, make something out of this season in the league. Certainly, uh, I would have no problem finishing – 13th where they are this year and making a little run in the Champions League, I think we'd all get a kick out of that. I have to ask, by the way, I have to just jump in here. Um, How pleased are you that Nigel Pearson went, given what happened at Derby? Uh, Well, I... Yeah, it's... it's I mean, I certainly don't wish the guy poorly, but it was... It's clearly... It was clearly the right move. I mean... I mean, we won the league last year, which is incredible. But I think I think there are other issues that you know that always that seem to surround him. And I'm I'm glad that we've really moved on from there. And listen, uh, you know, couldn't happen to a better club in Derby, also. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought hopefully he goes to Forest next. Free pass there. <laughs> Yeah, it'd be great if he went to uh, Forest after this and you know did a little damage. Brought his son James too. That would be great. Oh yeah, <laughs> and a video camera. Yeah. Um, hey, uh, what was I? Nah, I was thinking of something MLS, but it's not worth. It's too boring even for me. Um, 
the uh, the recipients of your good nature and your goodwill, uh, a, a resurgent, Fernando, resurgent is the only word to describe them, Chelsea, although I'm sorry to do this, and I, 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 I say resurgent Chelsea because they really are, they're looking to be very solid and building themselves back up. What the fuck is going on with Costa? What the hell was that stunt? Uh, I'm not sure. Um, yeah. Um, Are you okay with it? Yeah, I mean, I mean, <laughs> you didn't like being it's, one of, it's one of those things. It's one of those things where you put up with it because without him, this team is nothing. I mean, you take Costa him away. Could walk along Fifth Avenue, and Fernando would forgive him. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's. Just, I mean, you look the other way with with your best with your best guys. I mean, they, 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 name me the best players who who don't do something annoying or don't do okay, something to piss you off when you watch it. I mean, it's just now it's not everyone, but like guys like him, guys with his personality, there's strong-willed personality, and you know he. he Conte likes to tell the players where to go, what to do while the game is going on. And I don't really think Costa is the kind of guy who likes to be told every minute where he should be. And so, um, you know, uh, it's, it's just one of those things where that's just how he is. And uh, I, I don't think there's anything menacing or anything long term, uh, you know, that that will affect anything, to be honest with you. I think that's just the way it is. He was the same with Mourinho. Um, the only reason he didn't do anything to Hitting was because Hitting didn't say anything. He probably just, Hitting just let him do whatever the hell he wanted to do. Um, Hitting probably just raised an eyebrow at him and he got the message. Yeah, I mean, so, but you know what? I don't think was what Costa doing was, did it hurt the team at all? No. It's it's a thing between him and Conte. That's it. So I've heard this, this theory uh, being thrown around that Diego Costa is just so self aware. He wanted to go off to not risk getting picking up another card in that game in a, in a match that was already won, just to make sure he could play against Man United. See, <laughs> now I know why you haven't been on in a few weeks. You've been in rehab. <laughs> hey, I'm just saying <laughs> what's been thrown up. Fucking balls. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I, I you know, I don't. Um, would it surprise me if that's why he was? No, it wouldn't. But I, I think at the end of the day, that the biggest, I guess, takeaway from from uh, that incident is just what it means for Costa and Conte. I don't really think it means anything other than, um, you know, a clash of personalities. I don't really think is that bad of a thing. I mean, you know, it's that's who they are, and you know, they'll learn to to live with each other. And look, if Costa lives leaves at the end of the season, it won't be because of you know what happened uh, during the game on Saturday or or what happens the rest of the season. It's because he he just would like prefer to go back to Spain, and that, I have no problem with that. But um, again, long term or any kind of lasting impact, I, I don't think there is none. There I, is any. I have to say, and I'm going to ask everybody else. And you know, I I generally, from my wise ass remarks, I do generally try and stay neutral or see from everybody's point of view and i i have to say i am really strongly disagree with you on this i think that he's he's always been testy but he's never done something like this and he never did something like this to to Mourinho. and he threw a bib at Mourinho. i mean yeah, that, but, but in a strange in opinion, way but in a strange way in my opinion that's worse no that's and i'll worse. tell you why i'll tell you why because he was done playing he wasn't he, he was but this is somebody saying i'm checking out of this match now i, I I'm I'm exaggerating that in a sense, but this he was this attitude came over him while he was playing, and that's the thing that I think distinguishes it from anything else that he's ever done in the past. Is this petulance was while he was playing, and while that attitude could impact on the game, and that's why I think it's so substantially different. And it was it was actually very surprising to me because for all his craziness, he usually channels that into into you know winding up somebody from the other team and it, it was it actually struck me and I could be very wrong that this was unlike him but also I really think that this is a very it, it, it's actually a, it, 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 it makes him look really bad I, I can't even think of the words obviously I just think that this was I mean I don't want to use the word professional unprofessional because he is so unprofessional in so many ways and yet so hyper professional in others um, but this this reflects to me really poorly on him like 
if you're going to yell at me, I don't want to play anymore. I mean, that is something that's actually a, a big deal to me and actually is really bad for morale um, and really bad for the locker room. Um, and that's, I mean, it's just my opinion, so I'm just throwing it out. But, um, but we know that we know that Jason thinks that this was the, the, the grand machinations of a genius. Um, well, I'm sorry to... <laughs> I'm sorry about your. Uh, what what was your drug of choice before before they got you into rehab? It was um, uh, giving up four goals on a weekly basis. I think in the league. Yeah. Uh, but maybe I'm that, a little, you know, I'm Fernando's little... probably happy because they're what nine hundred million pounds richer now. <laughs> well, I, you know, I, in conjunction with the kit deal, which that's um, what I meant. Yeah, I mean, I just, you know, it's kind of a bizarre, I mean, how often do you see a team pay its kit maker to get out of a deal? I mean, um, Mm. so clearly Nike was willing to give them six years early. Yeah, I mean, so. um, Actually, I think think United, I think United bought their way out of a deal about 10 or 12 years ago. I think I remember somebody else did the same thing. Um, but it was, was it when they had Umbro? Yeah, yeah I think so. Umbro, I think Umbro was, went to Nike, I think, something like yeah, that. But I think still, they were, but was, not, but it like wasn't for this early. level of... Yeah, right. yeah, so, I mean, you know, and look, in terms of the game, you know, uh, yeah, the, the kit deal's great, fantastic, good for the club. Um, in terms of the game, you know, I, I thought we, uh, the first half, it was clearly Chelsea with a superior team. Second half was more... Uh, Leicester came back into the game mostly because Chelsea took their foot off the gas. They got a 4-2 with a 3-0 lead. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the differences, uh, you know, between this year and last year with Leicester is very stark. And you saw that with the game. Um, there, there was just no magic to what they were doing. And last year they they believed they were going to uh, win every game, score whenever they wanted. And then this year you could just see that the, it was almost like a struggle in terms of them trying to uh, get back into the game, and um, you know the good news is is I think the most important thing of Saturday was that uh, Chelsea club to kept a, a clean sheet. Um, the three man defense uh, seems to be working so far, but uh, there's going to be a real test this weekend um, against United to see whether he actually keeps it and who uh, will be, who will make up the back three. So, um, you what's know, your feeling all... about it at the moment, that, that... having seen it in? Um, I, I think it's one of those things where uh, the the true answer to it, uh, I, I don't really know because I, you know Conte's not using it with his preferred players. I don't think anyone who's involved in it right now is who he wants uh, uh, in that system. I think it's just a form of necessity right now. I think also, um, I'm, what I'm seeing well, is he's letting the players kind of, in a, in a positive way, dictates some like he's it's almost like it seems that he's saying well we'll try it here your way you know we'll try it away you're comfortable and that's why with the, the the back threes he's kind of going away from that a little bit at times um it seems like he's building up a good rapport with the players like a, a lot of trust or am yeah I-, I mean I, I i do think that's that's evident um and you know it, it, look i i think not having advantage back there uh I think makes a, a you just you've seen it. I mean, it just makes a big difference in terms of the defensive uh, uh, fluidity of the of the team. Uh, I don't think there's any doubt about that. I mean, the environment has just clearly lost uh, the ability to keep up with anyone. Um, and uh, you, you know, it's toast. Yeah, and I, I I would be surprised if he's still on the team uh, next year. Uh, I don't know if they'll sell him in January, but I could, just because we would need the bodies unless they're bringing somebody else in. But uh, it, I would be very surprised if he's on the team next year. Well, Rahman will be back by then, won't he? Uh, uh, to be honest with you, I don't know if he's going to come back. I mean, um, you know, Conte, you know, if uh, uh, the reports are to be believed, Chelsea are getting a new uh, sporting director. Um, and so, you know, Conte may want to clear out, you know, the, the players he has no interest in. And, um, that's his right if we make it to the end of the season and qualify for the Champions League. So, um, you know, I, I just think in terms of you know, the next couple of games, um, I, I, I want to believe that they're all the way back, but they're going to need to give a prolonged period of, uh, you know, not giving away. You know, basically, we, we need to make sure for the rest of the year, Gary Cahill 
doesn't give away a goal. Yeah. Yeah, every I was going to say, you're not back yet. Um, you're not yeah, all the way so, back yet. Because when, so as when long we, as Cahill is, is – Yeah, so it, when it we go through there. that yeah. – Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so – um, there are a couple of things on my on my uh, watch list whenever I watch a game to make sure that oh, okay we we maybe we figured that out but um, it, it can't be two games and we're and we're fine no I I don't think Conte sees it that way and hopefully the players don't see that that way and I don't think any supporters should see it that way I think this is a year long project to make sh- to see uh, you know to acclimate to what Conte is doing and hopefully at the end of the year. We'll be in the Champions League spot. I have a prediction that you're going to be you're going to have a very um, one of those seasons that United used to have a lot, where you're not going to draw a lot of matches. You're going to win most. You're going to lose. And when you're going to lose, you're going to lose. Like you're going to get like things just are not going to go right, and you're going to lose. But there aren't going to be that many draws. And um, I mean, look, you're on 16 I- points. It's everything is going, and certainly everything is going in the right direction. And you know that Conte doesn't have the personnel that he wants. So you got to see it as a positive that he's making things work with the personnel that he does have. No, I, I agree with you. And you know what? Uh, you know, a month ago, right? A month ago, you know, Chelsea are in turmoil. They're, they're, right. They don't know what's going on. They're, they're, right. they're what's going? Conte doesn't have. And you know, the three point. Are, are they still three points behind Arsenal? Yeah. Um, so I mean, this whole thing where Chelsea are in trouble and they don't know what's going on. You know, the three points behind Arsenal. The you know, I think there were five points behind City heading into the weekend. Um, so, I mean, uh, well, what is it now? It's, uh, no, you're three points behind city also. You're yeah. City, so, know. I mean, so, I mean, I, I just think, uh, because it's so early, uh, you know, it, it's not all the doom and gloom, but I think Chelsea have to prove at least to me that what we saw against Leicester is going to be an all season thing. I just, uh, I, I don't have the confidence in them right now to say we're back. I don't think I'm going to have that feeling, uh, this whole year. Well, but uh, hopefully you, I'm wrong, though. You guys are a little bit screwed in the sense that you, you're not a little bit screwed. You're very screwed. You're at home to, to United. You're away to West Ham. Although, at this point, West Ham, usually West Ham is, you know, it's, it's a serious derby for you guys. But now yeah. now it's, it's I mean, it'll be the cure the, to what ails you. But South, you're away to Southampton, and that's, you expect to win that, but that's a tough one. And you're at home to mm-hmm. Everton. So all four very winnable matches, but for problematic matches at the same time oh i think i i think every game this season that the i don't think any chelsea supporter should go into any game this season and go oh yeah we're gonna win this for sure i i think if that's your feeling um that i I have to question what you're watching because (laughs) uh i don't think the trust is there for me to to sort of agree with that sentiment but um you know i and i agree with you steven in terms of uh it's it's gonna either be all three points or it's not gonna be any points right. uh, this season. Um, I, I just don't think uh, you know the the team is set up to to play like that. I think last year all of those draws were just the malaise of the entire season, and they just weren't motivated to either keep a lead or or, or, or go and win a game. But um, you know, I think this season it'll, it'll be a feast of fathom. fathom. Really quick, really quick question. Uh, we saw a blue mic. Uh, this weekend, at, uh, or I did at, at the football factory, um, and he 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 wants to see Fabregas play more. I'm saying Fabregas will be gone in January. Really quickly, what do you, do you want to see him more, and or do you think he's gone in January? It could be both. Uh, I would say no. I don't want to see him play more, and maybe he's okay. gone. Right. Why? For for why I don't want to see him play, I just mm. he he's not a ninety minute player anymore. I, I, I you know he got his one start against Arsenal and he was awful. I mean the guy can't run box to box anymore with anyone under the age of twenty nine. <laughs> I mean it's just his legs are shot, man. I mean, what's going the the Italian game suits him very well. He doesn't have to run a lot. He can sit back, make the passes. In England, he can't do that. The so you're basically saying he should hire a plane with Rooney and go off to Italy then? Uh, that wouldn't be a bad idea. But I, <laughs> uh, I just think, you know, Fabregas' time as an automatic starter, I think, is over. I think, you know, he's been playing for a long time. And it's unfortunate that, you know, uh, it's caught up with him. Um, but, uh, you know, it, I, you know, there, there's too many other... Uh, I don't. I don't want to say players that are currently better than him, 
but I, I would say that there are probably more other players who are deserving uh, to start right now more to at least see what they can do. Exactly, yes. Let's move on to Arsenal. Um, Yay, top of the league. Well, actually, Mr. Becker can say that. He's top of, top of the mini league. Yeah. Dodge the bullet at Swansea, Barry. Um, but dodged a bullet with the referee. Yeah, he is truly awful. <laughs> on a mission. He I mean, talk about a, a ref on a mission. Actually, no, he's been awful in our favour before. I'm just objecting because he's, he's an awful he's, ref. He's, he's awful in, against us this time. Oh, no. I, I really don't know he's what. Also been, he's also been awful to us. Remember, yeah. remember the idiotic. I think it was last season. Some idiot started a petition. I forget after which match to never have him ref uh, mm. uh, ref yeah. call a game for us ever again. Now he's, but he's not a. I mean, <clears throat> the. Uh, well, I guess we got to talk about it. The Shaka uh, red card. Um, yeah, I've been looking that up, and I can't find anywhere that actually says it should be a red card in yeah, the rule. It shouldn't have been. It's. Uh, uh, it's. Uh, but you know, at the same time, Wenger's not appealed it. You know why? Because, it. You know that one because he was so far away when he went in for the tackle. Uh, I. I heard somebody say that you could. You could. Get it for you know the amorphous violent conduct. Contact, contact. Um, yeah. But you know, it was. I, I mean, luckily the the ones he's he, the ones he's going to miss over the next couple of three weeks aren't too bad. Well, that's and we do have say. cover. It's uh, it's now. Does the EFL Cup count? It does. Yes. It does. So yeah, I mean, the only thing that doesn't count is the Champions League. Okay, so Middlesbrough, Reading, and Sunderland. And then um, he's back for Tottenham. So, yay. Um, but, uh... No, we... I was surprised. I mean, when I, when I saw it happen, I, I thought, oh, you know, yellow card. Very cynical. Yeah, Oops. Right. <laughs> and then he whipped out, he went to the other pocket, and there was a... I was outraged at the time. I still feel a little bit of outrage. I, it was a very cynical thing. and But we have seen other players from other teams do that. And, you know, it's it's... The funny thing is, because Oxlade-Chamberlain said, no, at the beginning of the season, we were told in our pre-season whatever with the, you know, that if you don't actually go for the ball, if you're miles away and you kick his legs out from underneath him, you are going to get a red card. But this is, you know, this is back to my bugbear about communication from whether it's the match officials or the FA, you know, saying, no, we are going to go this way. You know, we, we want to make it more playable. There's not been any announcement about it to the public. Well, is there? A, I mean, listen. Was that was that wasn't it? Was that Mike Dean? Who, no, who it was, rap, who, uh, Anthony Taylor. Oh, Anthony. Um, no, the fact, not Anthony Taylor. Sorry. Yeah, oh, John, John Mars. Mars. Jonathan Mars, who who was yeah. actually, I it was pathetic in our was our game against what West Ham uh, last year. But did I mean the fact that Jaka also came from behind and and kicked the legs it out? It was they, a cynical but strategic foul. He, yeah, he, he and, and to me, it's no grabbed... different. It's no different to someone pulling the shirt right. or just done you that, know running really. across the guy. We've all seen a midfielder yeah. it wasn't tracking a back. Dangerous tackle by no. any stretch. It was um, ugly. No, was... I mean the, the the guy sort of rolled around a bit afterwards. He got yeah. four point five out of six. You know, artistic content. Um, I, I don't know whether that influenced. The, the funny bit, of course, was that it happened. I think it happened right in front of Wenger. And when Wenger was asked about it, he said, I didn't see it with a smirk <laughs> on his face. <laughs> well, so, what do we make of know. Theo Walcott? Oh, my God, I have to get I've been on. I've been tweeting him saying nice things to him. Yeah, I know. Did he unblock you? Hey, I don't know. I, I, I don't don't think so. He's not re, he's not replied. He's not said, oh, OK, you know, you can come back on board. So who knows? But, um, I just hope he's had it, having a word with Iwobi and telling him, look, it's taken me 10 years to figure it out. Can it just take you 10 minutes instead when oh, you listen please. to me? Iwobi will be fine. That... Good, Theo did have that sitter for the hat-trick, though. Couldn't get the job done. Yeah. Which one? That. Uh, the, the, the one that hit the crossbar or the one that hit the post? Yeah, pick, your, pick one. But I The one that hit the post was actually a very good shot. Yeah. It was, yeah. And it was just unlucky the way it curled. The yeah. one that hit the—I'm um, going to make excuses and apologize all over for him here. 
the one that went on the top that uh, hit the crossbar or the corner yeah um that one actually bobbled at just just a centimeter or two as he went to hit oh. it but oh, you would I expect to, him... i have to watch it in slow-mo then <laughs> you would have to um expect him uh, someone of his caliber to uh to to have a you know uh, a bit better of uh, getting his head over it but then again you know the other two the the particularly the second goal i've often said on this podcast about how if you give theo time you know he doesn't uh, do very well and then that one when it when he got that amount of time in the box i was thinking this is going over the crossbar and instead it went into the roof of the net so i was okay <laughs> Well, I would say, as as someone who doesn't have the history with uh, with Theo and and quite the strong feelings about him, I've I've been very impressed with him. I, I think he's playing. Uh, it, he, there's a sort of a, he, he looks dynamic out there. And uh, look at that, you have an Arsenal yeah. forward scoring. Well, this is this is this is the sort of the funny thing is this is the progress we thought right. he would right. show when he first came from Southampton. This was the promise. And it's almost like he's an advert for a depressive, you know, antidepressant. That you know, that the clouds are there, and he's all head down and all, and then all of a sudden the clouds have lifted, and the sun is shining, and the uplands are there, and all lit in beautiful, you know, technicolor. Um, of course, we have seen this before in other seasons where he's had a purple patch, and then something's happened. The classic one was, I think, two, two, three years ago now, Stephen three years ago i think it was he remember he came off against tottenham yeah, when it was three yeah, yeah. nil up or something we'd done quite well at the emirates um and he was he was giving them all the the two nil yeah, whatever he, and they were chucking stuff at and him he was but injured he, he, he was yeah he but was he'd, he'd he'd had a really good yeah. patch before then scoring and running and doing all the right things so we'll see we'll see he's i mean he's 27 now so he's got to keep got to keep healthy yeah. he, he's got a just like every arsenal season in the last six years february march what he does in february march mm. will determine uh you know whether the season was an actual step forward because mm. um you know and, and look he, he's played well he's scoring as is exactly what he's supposed to be doing all this time um but uh you know he's first of all he's got to keep it going and then the crucial period for Arsenal season is always February and March, and that's where they seem to have the issue every season. And so, if he's able to maintain his level, because as as we all know, Giroud is not going to score during <laughs> during that period. Um, he well, he, he might because Giroud's going to be like a new signing coming back after uh, his toe problems. Well, we'll see. But uh, you know, you may have more stock in him than than I do. But <laughs> I, I feel that. If he is the Arsenal, need the one guy right beside Sanchez to actually go out there and be a threat. If he can do that in February and March, Arsenal are going to have a hell of an end of season. Uh, if that's the case, yeah. um, the uh, we we also do have uh, we're going to have an issue with Ox uh, if he doesn't get more playing time soon, um, and Ramsey's coming back, so it's uh, things are about to get full. At well, it's going to get competitive, which is nice. Yeah. I mean, how often in the past ten years have we been able to say in that in any position we have some top level competition for places? And now we've got it right across that that middle of the the park, right across the midfield, from left to right. You've got competition for places, and you've got people who could play in different positions quite well. Uh, it's it's a a surfeit of riches, I would say, coming back. Um, you know, and and to, to, to Fernando's point in terms of, I don't think we are reliant on Sanchez at the moment. You look no. at Ozil's popping up and uh, he's one of the ones that's in that rotation of the three front that, that, you know, and they've popped up. He's popped up a couple of three times now. He hasn't had any assists, but Sanchez has been doing all the assists with these lovely little lobs and spotting where he's going. I just meant I just meant in terms of February and March, not yeah, the yeah, whole yeah. the whole. Listen, season, we but... only have one irreplaceable player right now, and that's Kashalny. Ironically, um, I, I mean I don't want to see our. I mean in order, Kashalny, Ozil, and Sanchez. Those are the you know I mean, but we can live without Sanchez. Uh, of those three, Sanchez is the one right now we can cover for, um, but we'll have to we'll have to see. Um, 
do I guess we should talk about United. Um, well, I sat through it, so we're bloody well going to talk about it. Oh my it. god, that was <laughs> turgid. Well, it was turgid. It, it, is well, actually, it, 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 on the one hand, as a spectacle, it was turgid. As a tactical exercise, so here we go with my me and my um, as a, an exercise in watching tactical know-how and stuff going on. It was actually quite interesting. So I probably should stop right there because we're going to bore the whole of the podcast to death after that. Yeah, I mean, this is this is like literally nobody wants to see the sausage gets made. Nobody. This could have been genius on the part of Mourinho. Doesn't mean anybody wants to look. Well, it was close to it. First half was actually Man U did a very good job of shutting Liverpool down, and I I thought they did a, a really good job on on them, and they looked like scoring a couple of times, but. You know, it, they haven't got the team to keep it going for 90 they minutes. They don't. I mean, that's this this United team. They have, they are still from, from from Ferguson's second to last season. This has not been, up until now. It's, it's for all the Mctarians and Ebers that they've got, and Pogba. It's not a United squad. It's not. It's not. Well, it's not. A, it's it's less. Position. It's. it's Further away from being a team than Chelsea is yeah, from being a team. Absolutely. I think the the great thing that Chelsea have been able to do is to and Fernando, I don't know how you feel about this, but it feels like Chelsea have still been able to keep a nucleus of the team together, even as some of the uh, outer layers are sort of falling apart and dropping away, like um, uh, I- I- Ivanovic and you know. Yeah. No, I I, I would agree with you. Um, yeah, this this United. I mean, uh, please don't get me wrong. I, I, it's they're in. I think they're in much better shape. Uh, they're in seventh, but you know, now you're starting to but get the interest. That, yeah, go ahead, Barry. So I was just going to say the interesting thing about all of this, though, is the number of teams that are going through that Phoenix from the Flames thing, the rebirth at the moment. That's what makes this all interesting. Yeah. Arsenal are a little bit further on. Right. Manchester City are, you know, pretty much there or thereabouts at the moment. They're just augmenting as much as they can. But you'd look at Liverpool are now two years into the build process, maybe three, two, two years under Klopp. This is his second second season now. Well, second and a half. Well, his first full one. First full one. one. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. So, he, but he's, he already started last year because he came in what eight games in. So. So you're looking at Liverpool or a season, almost a full season into it now. Um, Chelsea are just starting on that path of rebuilding. Manchester United have been potentially five years in the rebuilding and had to start again twice. Um, who else have we got? Southampton, Everton. Everton have been, you know, that's the surprise package, I think, just because they haven't actually changed their personnel that much. But the manager has managed to get out. Kuman is getting the best out of them at the moment. And and Leicester is still there. You know, yes. you can't dismiss Leicester nope, either. No, nope. Um Don't forget Millwall. Don't forget Millwall. Um, <laughs> it's so hard to forget Millwall. No matter how hard we try. Actually, talking of South London, um, I, I saw a thing about uh, Charlton the other day. So Coventry oh, were playing at Charlton. Oh yeah. And and they and they, they both got they're both very upset with their um, owners at the moment. Charlton have got a Belgian owner, and Coventry have got uh, an American hedge fund, Sisu or whatever, that's, that's sort of behind it all. And so they ended up throwing little plastic pigs on the pitch at the beginning of the match yeah. in a coordinated effort and stopped the match. Yeah. Uh, and they. Because it went from all sides at once on a on a prearranged timing or whatever, they couldn't figure out who was responsible. Um, yeah, it's um, this is a sad story, Charlton. Um, but yeah, uh, let, let, my, let my, that my be only a... away match. My only away match let, was at Charlton. Charlton should be a, a lesson in supporters uh, who think they know more uh, than the manager. When remember how. They went about and made sure they fired uh, what's his face, whose name I can't even remember now. Pardew okay. or uh, the other one, uh, um, the one who brought them up. Um, oh, um, uh, he went to remember. he went to West Ham afterwards. Yeah, um, he did. 
Um, uh, I think. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, the point is, is that uh, it reaches a certain point where keeping them in the mid table in, in mm. the Premier League was no longer acceptable, and they fired them. And so, what happened after that? They get relegated. And how long ago was that? So, um, that's a, a, a classic example of what happens when you or when a club decides it, it can be better and will not match that with any kind of investment at all. Because, uh, you know, they... Kirby Alan Kirby Alan Kirby there, there you go. go. And I did that um, without looking it up as well. It was just... <laughs> um, but, like... But like, look, I mean, but think about it. The, the minute they fired Kirbishly, right? It was mm. because, well, you know, he, he can only take us this far. Thanks, and but we think we can go go higher and be better. It, the, the the opposite was true. They, they that club is a shell of itself once they they made that move. And mm. um, and you know, just a classic example. Be careful what you wish for. Um, for 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 that kind of team. Um, the uh, Roland du Châtelet. Is yeah. right, I think, is the Belgian yep. owner. He owns five other teams, seven other teams, and they are all in equal states of disarray. The man is a menace to football, um, and he just he does not give a shit. He truly is he the French? He's the, he's the Belgian Joe Kinnear? Belgian, Belgian Joe Kinnear? <laughs> yeah. No, he's the Belgian uh, Mike uh, Ashley. Mike Ashley. Mike Ashley. <laughs> um, well. Except probably not so big, but who knows? Um, yeah. Well, listen. But they, they, the fans all march together, so unity, socialism. It's all very nice. Uh, speaking of Everton, I do want to mention their uh, their draw with City. Uh, now that City are facing opposition that are up to the challenge, they're uh, the cracks are starting to show, but but. Martin Stecklenberg, man, I, I I saw the highlights. That was mm. a hell. That was some great saves. Great saves. Yep. I don't know if anybody. No, saw he was that. on form. I, I believe I did point out that he was the bargain buy at the time. I'm patting myself mm-hmm. on the back. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was just my that was a superhuman performance. Yeah. And what is up with City and? Freaking penalties too! Come on, not taking away anything about from anything away from Steckelberg, but it's it's like getting ridiculous at this point. It's interesting, yeah, because these are these are class strikers who have done quite well in the past. You know, Aguero's done okay with them, and who else was it that missed? Uh, De Bruyne, De Bruyne, mm. who was the savior? Who's they've been waiting for him to come back? Yeah. Um, listen, this is exactly what a lot of us said to keep an eye out for you know when you're handed Barcelona in a three-team league okay yeah it's not hard to look brilliant and when you're handed Bayern Munich in a two and a half league a two and a half team league definitely not hard to look smart I mean granted and, and Guardiola also has that personality where he's so hyper prepared now you're now you're talking the Premier League and you have easily Easily, ten teams out of the ten teams out of the nineteen that you'll face that are going to give you that are going to come at you, and you know Pep Guardiola hasn't really faced that kind of adversity before, and his team of mercenaries, you know, what are they? What they, you know? There's so much of the the old city. It's all it's all gone now. It's all gone now. And you look at Everton, and Everton is exactly the opposite. The exact opposite of City. You know, players who love being there, a manager who is exerting his his will. And I, I got to say, it's I've always had a soft spot for Everton, but I really, God, I want to steal their manager. I want Koeman at, at Arsenal <laughs> so bad. Well, the rumor is that he, he is going to get, they'll make an approach. Yeah, it's it's a no-brainer. I mean, I love I love Eddie Howe, but you know, um, uh, Spurs. I guess we got to wrap up. We got to do Spurs and uh, <laughs> uh, Liverpool. Let's yes. hold our nose. Spurs, and do Spurs play first. 
Spurs yes, played. Spurs played. Spurs drew. Good call, Stephen. Good call, Stephen. They did play this weekend, and that wraps up the Tottenham report. Well, they played this today, podcast. So today in the Champions League, draw. West Brom, draw. I mean, you know, this team, I don't know what to make of them. Every time, you know, they take apart City, and I'm like, oh, man, this is going to be a, a fun year with them. And it's like, nah, you know. Well, I, I think after the game, put you. Pochettino said, you know, the draw showed that they were maturing, that, you know, well, it, it was good that they drew. And so, uh, but, well, you that, could argue in previous years they could have gone. Yeah, home. no, you could. No, and, and I get it. I understood what he was saying. But it's just like, come on, guys. You, but it's, you yeah. just got to gotta win. Okay. okay, London guys, let me just say here. <laughs> uh, Spurs are still what are, are the only team in the league that hasn't lost yet. Uh, a draw to get to to West Brom, uh, you know, Leicester had done that during a what, what should it was supposed to be a must win game for them to win the title. Drew drew against West Brom, uh, en route to winning the the title. Uh, yeah, they were at they were in Germany today. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I'm not so ready to uh, laugh this team off when they haven't you know the, scoring doing well without Kane. Uh, and well, maybe you know, one goal, no goals today actually, and uh, still haven't lost the league, and they're only a point out. No, and and I'm and that's I, I oh, that's I'm my not point. writing them off. That's my I'm, point. I'm just, is I'm just saying, yeah. I don't know. Are they, are they like Arsenal in the sense that they'll be steady, they'll be steady, and they'll have some great wins, but every time you think. That's it. They've taken that step up. They've taken that step up to be a top two side. Yeah. Overpowering side. They slide right back in the, in, in the space of two two games. They'll do that. And then they'll have another match okay. next week where they will take apart. You know, who knows what they'll do against Arsenal. In it the smacks of complac- complacency. Yeah. Well, they're going to be up there. They'll be, they'll, chal- they'll be in the mix this year. But I, I do think that this is like the end of Arsenal, except that you'll probably overtake them again at the end of the season. But yeah, I, I can't see that. I just don't think that they have the makeup to to really last and and win. And I, I don't know if it's a it's an institutional thing over there now. Well, I think one of the key indicators of of I think the culture that they have there is every year they have a new savior, and every year they have one player. This year it's Son. Um, you know, last couple seasons it's been Kane. They have so much talent in that side, and yet so much pressure invariably ends up getting placed on one player. And that's not just the media and the fans doing it. The team does that. The the, the management of the team does that. The players do that. Um, and they had it when Bale was there. Yeah, they don't. They don't <clears throat> trust. They they all look to. And it is like almost like a savior. Let's look to him. He'll t- Kane will take care of us. Bale will take care of us. Son will take care of us. Um, Delhi Alley. Yeah, it's um, I, until they get over that. But but my thing is, I mean, I think most seasons it always comes down to there are oh, not every season, but almost every season there are two teams that are really just kind of slugging it out, and then you have another three or four, and then you have everybody else. Um, I want to see uh, as as a, as a fan of the game. I want to see Spurs finally make that move and be one of those top two teams. I think it'll be very interesting because I like Pochettino and I like the way he, he sets his team up, but they've got to trust themselves. And it's it's been a couple seasons now. It's They're running out of excuses. Um, well, I mean, I, I, I think one of the things, uh, one, one potential uh, benefit of them possibly doing that, uh, you, know, you know, let's say City wins the league and Tottenham finishes second. That is a wake-up call to Chelsea and Arsenal. Uh, you know, you, we got to do something. Yeah. I mean, if, if Tottenham finishing ahead of both of them yeah. uh, in the same season doesn't make them do anything, I don't know what will. I mean, <laughs> I mean uh, you know, they, so I, I think that could probably be the only unintended positive from, from that scenario would be that it would force both clubs to um, go, go all in to making sure that only happens once. Uh, Liverpool, I kind of don't want to talk. I mean, we talked about Liverpool with the United match. Um, 
I, I'm, I'm actually getting tired of talking about Liverpool in the sense. The only that, thing I have to say about it is yeah. Sturridge. Sturridge doesn't fit in that team. No, no, he really doesn't. And I think he might go. And, I think if they can, if they have another alternative, uh, I think he might go. Well, they do. They, I mean, they looked after 60 minutes. They got rid of him. That everyone had happy, 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 smiley faces yeah. on them. You know, all happy, happy, smile, smiles, and they were all playing together as a team. With him there, it's sulky faces. Yeah. With him not there, they're a team. And if they play like that, I mean, put Firmino in there. I, yeah. I would do it just on the basis of happiness and, and how the team spirit came back out. Um, yeah. That's really what it's all about. So, mm. yeah. yeah, Sturridge is just, he's a drag. He's a bummer. He's a buzzkill. I can, I, looking at him, I can understand now why Chelsea got rid of him because he is a sulky ass. He, yeah, no, he is, and uh, you know, and it, that never really, oh. yeah, that never really went away. And uh, you know, I, look, the the thing with Chelsea was he wanted to be treated like all of the other big players, except he hadn't done anything. Right. And yeah. so, I mean, when when you're expecting to to be treated like that. Um, you gotta earn your respect, not demand it, because you know this just doesn't work. And yeah. you know, and so that ultimate. And by the way, that's what led that 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 was also one of the reasons why City uh, ultimately, you know, it took Chelsea's money and let them go to Chelsea. So I mean, it, it ended up being Chelsea Chelsea's detriment that they took him because um you know city just basically took chelsea's cash and said that's your problem now mm -hmm. um and so it, you know look I mean, it's not so much that the talent isn't there he he is there but he's just such a moody guy for someone who has never had one full season where you go wow what a yeah. player he's like he's, a, he's, he reminds me of a nelker except less talented and yep. slower yep yep less right. upside I mean, he's less just, upside. he's one of those guys yeah he scores great goals but he's not a great goal scorer. Mm. Um, you know, just in terms of an overall season where he's been the guy for the whole year. And that that, that hasn't happened at all. And he, and he continues to sort of, you know, with his attitude and his body language out there about uh, he feels that, that he's certainly that guy and he's not. Um, I think we're going to call it a night, gentlemen. Um, everybody, uh, if, I'm hoping that anybody is using us to avoid watching the last debate. God bless you, and I hope we're saving you from at least 53 minutes, 53-some-odd minutes. Um, uh, we could drag it out a little bit more, but no, I'm sorry. You're going to have to go watch them now. Um, <laughs> Fernando, Jason, Barry, thank you all very much. Uh, good luck to everybody, and we'll talk next week. Great right. to be back. Take care.